the world of build it and they will come is gone. It's not 1987 anymore. You need to be proactive and get your message out there to the people who are potential customers. It's, it's your job as the business owner to push your message to as many people as you possibly can for yourself, for your family, for your employees. Like that is your number one job. When you're running a small or local business, the fact is you're often wearing all the hats. You're the salesperson, the customer service, the HR department, the admin, marketer, the janitor. And the key thing you really want is sales, right? More customers. So why then is it that the marketing is so often one of the first things that gets outsourced or delegated? My guest today is a firm believer in the often untapped power of local businesses making themselves visible using video. And we're not talking highly produced, big budget stuff either. Just getting out there, using what you have and connecting with your community through the power of video. Are you ready to dive in? This is episode 153 of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day, g'day, and welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, and I'm here to help you engage your ideal audience to action through effective online video strategy. And if you are a local business owner or a small business owner, or you know anyone who's a local business owner or a small business owner, please share this episode with them because that's what we're diving into today. The power of using video authentically as a small local business owner. And my guest today is really deep in the world of local business marketing. My guest is Bruce Irving. He's a marketing strategist, speaker, and founder of Irving Media Group, where they help small local business owners develop and implement a marketing strategy to build a brand as well as increase sales. He's also the host of two successful podcasts, the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast and the Local Business Podcast. And before starting his own business and hosting the podcast, he ran a multi-million dollar local business for over 20 years. So as I said, he's deep in this game and you're going to get a lot from listening to what Bruce has to share with you today. So what we're going to talk about today is really grassroots marketing. It's not about what budget you have. It's not about the team that you have supporting you. It's not even about the platforms necessarily that you're using to distribute your marketing. Although we will obviously be focusing in on the power of video here. Bruce will be sharing what local business owners can be doing in our post-coronavirus climate right now to market their business and get ahead of their competition. And the awesome thing is, is he shares a couple of case studies here that I think will inspire you no matter what type of local business you're involved with. And be sure to stick around to the end because our conversation takes a bit of a detour and we dive into the world of TikTok in your video marketing strategy as a local business owner as well. TikTok is something we haven't explored particularly on this podcast before, so I'm keen to just touch on it a little bit at the end of this episode. All right, let's get into my interview with Bruce Irving. Bruce, welcome to the podcast. Ben, thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. 
it's awesome to have you here and I'm looking forward to this conversation. I heard you recently on the Social Media Examiner podcast, uh, which is a favorite listen of mine. If listeners to this podcast aren't listening to the Social Media Examiner podcast, I encourage them to do that. And you talked about some things that I knew would resonate with, with our audience here. So I'm excited to have you on and dive into the world of video when it comes to local business marketing. Before we get into that, people that haven't heard of Bruce Irving before and what you do, can you fill us in on your backstory? What got you into the world of marketing in the, what, what you do today? All right. So I was a business, local business owner. I actually uh, started in the pizzeria industry when I was 16, working in the Boston pizzeria, Pizzeria Regina, which is a pretty popular pizzeria in the Boston area. Uh, and I was a business owner and I did that for 20 years. And the only reason I got into the whole marketing world was we marketed our local business and we would always have friends and family asking us, and by we, I mean my brother-in-law and myself were partners. Uh, we would always have people asking us what we were doing for our, to market our business because we were pretty successful and pretty busy. Um, but the thing that we lacked was we didn't necessarily have the education to grow to multiple locations. So we could really run a successful single unit location but I wanted to hear other pizzeria owners, what they were doing. And I wanted to like pick their brain. So I literally started a podcast in 2015 to talk to other who I thought were successful pizzeria owners in the industry that I knew of. And I, and I realized that, Hey, if I start a podcast, I can invite them on my show, pick their brain for half an hour, 45 minutes and ask them any question I want versus cold emailing them a bunch of questions that they may or may not respond to. Uh, so that's kind of how the marketing went. And I, I became, I, I guess I became kind of well known in the pizza industry and people would ask me for advice. And from that, we started a marketing company to help other pizzeria owners. And that's kind of how this whole crazy thing got started. Yeah. Love it. That's uh, kind of my reason for podcasting as well, particularly in the beginning is the ability to be able to have valuable conversations to to my own business, to be honest, um, with yeah. people who, who could potentially help me and to share it with other people as well. So I think that's awesome and a good reason for people to consider podcasting. So yeah. you, you really focus in on, on that area of small local businesses um, and you have got a particular focus in, in pizzerias as well, but now you help local businesses of all sorts as well. But when it comes to digital marketing today in 2020, you know, what, where are most small local businesses really struggling when it comes to their digital marketing? I'd say most struggle at trying to come up with a plan or a strategy. You know, they know they need to do digital marketing, especially now, you know, in the restaurant industry, in local businesses, depending on what genre you're in, they're traditionally far behind when it comes to marketing in those big companies, like, you know, Domino's or Pizza Hut or Papa John's when it comes to pizza have really dug deep into digital. And even though their product isn't superior, they have taken over the industry. And yeah. independents who are local businesses and may, they may have one location or up to five or 10 even, um, they realize that they need to get their hand in digital, but they don't really know where to start. Like what platform do I start with? What do I say when I go on these platforms? Do I use Facebook? Do I use Instagram? <clears throat> Should I get on TikTok? How do I create a video? You know, the overwhelm of trying to be everywhere tends to make them be nowhere. Yeah. And we try to help them figure out, all right, where's your audience? Maybe start with one platform. What's the best, best platform for you to start with? Master that and then move on to the next one. So I think overwhelm is pretty much stopping most local businesses from really getting started with digital. 
Yeah, I'm 100% with you on that. And with that idea of overwhelm, I think that as more and more possibilities are presented for businesses and they get more interested in digital marketing and recognizing the need for it, they're hearing a lot of mixed messages, you know, like you might go to one local event, you know, with a digital marketing specialist saying, you know, you need to go all in on YouTube, for example. And then they go to another event and they're going, you know, it's all about paid Facebook funnels and all the, they're just, you know, everyone's just got their own areas of expertise that they're kind of guiding people towards. So a business owner, a small business owner sitting back and going, I don't know what to do. And so they yeah. take no action. So how do you help them identify or, or what would you say is the best place to to start to identify where they should be taking action if they're not currently doing much at all? I think you need to look at who your customer is. And I don't yeah. necessarily love the whole avatar thing. Like I think that's overplayed. Um, that's very well for marketers, but for local businesses, your avatar is anybody who lives in your area that could possibly purchase your product. There's no real set um, age frame unless you have a specific product for a specific age range. But for us, most of our clients, anybody could be their customer as long as they live within a vicinity of their restaurant or their shopping center or their salon or they're a real estate agent looking to sell a house. So I think you really need to sit down and look at who could buy your product or who lives in your area and then decide what platform you should be on first, right? Like if you're if your demographic skews a little older, maybe you want to start with Facebook. If it's mid-range age from 18 to 40, maybe you want to start with Instagram. If your product is very visual, Instagram is a very good place for you to get started with. If you have a real young audience, maybe you're selling things to, you know, uh, either selling directly to kids or you have your product maybe serves kids, but you want to aim towards those parents, maybe TikTok is a place for you. So I think it's really sitting back and looking at who you want to sell or who is the perfect buyer for your product and then figuring out which platform they're on most and then starting there. Yeah, I think that's that's so good. Really understanding your audience and, and knowing where it is that you want to show up for them. When it comes to ways to show up for them, you know, obviously we've got a bit of a focus on video on this podcast, yeah. but video is not the only form of content marketing that a local business could consider. Um, how do you help people decide on what type of marketing to do? I mean, I love video. We've been talking about video on our podcast for years now. And, you know, there's, you know, I think I really truly think anybody can get good at video if they really want to, you know, there's obviously going to be those people who are not extroverted or not really comfortable in their own skin. And maybe it may take them longer, but maybe they won't put in the work that's necessary to get good at video. But I truly believe that you can get good at video or good enough at video to help your business if you just really put in the time. So we try to get everybody to do video, whether that's showcase a product or give us a demonstration or do a Q and A, um, but not all of them will do it. It's, it's like pulling teeth to get them, get some of them to kind of get on video. But I really think that you should start if you can with video because a lot of businesses just don't do it. And it separates you from the rest of the competition out there because if they can see you, giving a demonstration of your product or answering a question from a client that you get all the time or introducing one of your staff members or right now, especially with what's going on in the US, showing us how you're taking precautions in your business. So if I'm a customer and I visit you, I know that I'm safe or I know how to purchase from you without having to be confused. I think that's huge. And I think that's where everybody should start if they can. 
So let's dive into that for a little bit because, you know, we are still in a world affected by coronavirus in various ways, you know, across the globe, some more so than others. Um, but businesses, yeah. particularly small local businesses with physical bricks and mortar locations have been hit hard. There's no denying yeah. that, right? There's been closures across the board. Maybe they're starting to open up, starting to get customers back in their, in their restaurants slowly. What's the opportunity that you see when it comes to those small businesses starting to ramp things back up when you think about using video or using digital marketing, what can they see as an opportunity here? So I'll take my wife as an example. She's a consumer, right? She's not a business owner. Uh, she's a consumer. So she, we have three kids and you know she's part of the community and they're very hesitant to go into a business because they're unsure. And we see her consuming content, whether that be on Instagram or Facebook. And if she can take that unsureness away by watching a video and seeing what the business is doing inside of the business, she's definitely more likely to purchase from that business than somebody else who doesn't show anything and is just maybe reopened, but they don't really show us what they're doing to be safe. I mean, we're in an uncertain time right now. And I hate that word yeah. and everybody's using it, but that's really truly what it is, right? If you're a local business especially in the U S where we're really just starting to reopen. Like people have been in the house for three months. They've been told by the news not to go out, not to talk to anybody, not to go near people. So how do I know it's safe? How do I know you as the business owner are taking the proper precautions with yourself, with your team uh, for me to be safe and purchase from you? And my wife is very much on top of that. We, we try to support local businesses the best we can, especially with what I do. But she's very much like, if they don't show me what they're doing, I'm not going there because I'm not taking that risk. So there's a really big opportunity with us starting to ramp up opening for you to show what you're doing. So that way people feel at ease and they're, they're, the, the hesitation from purchasing from you is gone or as much, at least as gone as it can be in the times we're in. So let's talk about what that potentially might look like, um, you know, because some people, like we said, are going to be more comfortable being on camera than others. Um, but for a small business, like, should they be hiring a, a videographer or should they be bringing in a camera crew or should they just be going live on Facebook? Or what should it potentially look like? I think you should start small. You know, stories on Facebook and on Instagram uh, are a great way for you to kind of get your face in front of the camera using your phone. You don't really need too much more technology than that to start uh, just to get yourself comfortable. You know, there's, there's something that happens with people. Uh, we work with, we work with some clients and we do some video and you'll go over the, what you want them to say and they'll nail it. Right. And then as soon as you put the phone up or the camera up, it's, it's like you never went over with them whatsoever. And you're like, what just happened? You just nailed it. What's the difference between you nailing it in front of me and all of our, and all of your team, versus me just holding up my phone. Like what happened in that instance where you just totally yeah. went blank? And it happens all the time. So I think you should start small. Start small, uh, you know, work for a week or two and say, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put out two to five stories a day about what we're doing inside of our business and just get comfortable with you maybe not even being on camera, you're just pointing the camera at things and then you turn it on yourself for one or two and do that for a little bit. And then once you get comfortable with that, you could take the next step, which would be planning out more strategy videos and more edited and produced videos. But I think everybody should just start as small as they can and get comfortable doing it. 
Yeah. And, you know, I think a tip that I'll add to that is the idea of not thinking about yourself, but think more about the customer that you want to help them overcome whatever that fear, objection or barrier is to coming yeah. into your business. Like make it about them, not about, not about you. Right. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Good point. And just remember that you're talking to one person on the other side, you know, yeah. you're talking to your one customer who's watching that video, even though you open up your stories and you may see a hundred or 500 or however many views, each view is somebody on their phone watching that video, most likely alone. So just talk to that one person. Yeah. Awesome. Good advice. So what would you say to the small local business owner who, you know, whether we're talking post pandemic or, or not just normal business as well, who, is starting to do some sort of video, you know, like you say, doing some stories, doing some little videos on their on their phone, um, investing some time and maybe some money in video, but they're f they're not really seeing results. Then they're just they're, they don't know if people are really watching, and it feels like they're just putting out stuff and it's not really returning anything. What what would you say to those people? It's gonna happen. It just you know, if you're not started with video yet, just realize that that is going to happen. Very few people I've ever seen. Uh, be so good or not even, it's not even about being good. It's just about building that momentum. You know, you are going to do video or whatever it is you do for months before anybody listens or views or sees or notices. Like we started our podcast in 2015. I think the first two years, the only four people who listen to our show live in my house, yep. you know? So it's going to take you months. You just have to realize that, all right, I know why I'm creating these videos or this content. What's the purpose? The purpose is to grow my business, to grow my brand, to get the word out there and just work on getting one extra view a day. If you can get in one front of one person a day, by the time a year goes by, that's 365 people. And then once you get to a certain plateau, it starts to just build on its own, but you got to have consistency over time. That's the only thing. And the only way it's going to work is if you're consistent and give it time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's absolutely, it's a long game, you know, yeah. and I think for, for businesses to understand that you have an opportunity to basically be your own media company and create content and put it out there, you know, which you used to have to pay for, you know, prior to yeah. digital, you'd start to get your message in front of anyone, apart from maybe people who just stumble into your store, you, yeah. you had to pay for it. And now you potentially can do a lot for free. Um, with your organic marketing. And um, yeah, over time, you will build an audience. I, I couldn't agree I think more. I talked to, so I had Habib Salo, who is the uh, co-owner of Young Nails, which is, it's a nationwide here in the US nail company. And they, what they do is they sell nail products to nail salons. And he's very heavy in video now. And I had him on the podcast and they have millions of followers across social media. But he said in the beginning, when he started in 2019, the beginning of 2019, so we're June 2020 when we're recording this podcast, he went heavy on digital using video on all the platforms in January of 2019. And even though they're a large company, he said it took him until uh, I think October or November of 2019 of producing video and producing content every single day, every single day, multiple times a day before he noticed anybody really paying attention, a full nine months of doing it. But there now a year and a half later, he has, I think he has 2 million followers on TikTok. He has uh, a few hundred thousand followers on Instagram and Facebook, but it, it was that consistency of showing up seven days a week, knowing that no, regardless of what happens, I'm doing this. And I know what the end goal is going to be, however long that takes me. 
Yeah. That's so good. Let's bust another objection because I'd love to get your feedback on for that business owner is flat out. They're just like, you know, I've got enough to do in my business. You know, I haven't got time to be mucking around with videos or or doing anything like that. So what would you say to that business owner? I mean, listen, marketing is how you grow your business. I think there's a quote that I always say, like stopping your marketing to save money is like stopping your watch to save time. Like they go hand in hand. There is no... The, the world of build it and they will come is gone. It's not 1987 anymore. And the word of mouth helps for sure. But you need to be proactive and get your message out there to the people who are potential customers. It's, it's your job as the business owner to push your message to as many people as you possibly can for yourself, for your family, for your employees. Like that is your number one job. So if you say you don't have time, figure out how you can either create time, wake up an hour earlier. I know that's stupid. Everybody says that. Or um, there's got to be a half an hour, an hour in your day where you can get yourself time. Or if you don't, if you are a business owner and you really don't have time, you have a little bit of money set aside where you can hire somebody to do it for you. So you either have time or you have money or you have excuses, right? Don't be that excuse guy. Be the guy that has time or money and pick which one you want to go and figure it out. Everything is figure outable. You have to figure it out as a business owner. There's no excuses. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Love that. I'm interested. You just, as you're talking there, um, you've reminded me of something that's come up a bit lately in a few different places around me. And, and it's this idea of, of, I guess maybe the difference or maybe similarities between marketing and advertising. And I think small businesses are kind of, they, they see marketing as advertising. Okay. Where are we going to put some ads? Um, you know, how are we going to advertise our latest special? And I believe marketing is, is much more than that. So I'm interested to hear from you, Bruce, what's, what's, how do you see that difference or similarities between marketing and advertising in your space? I mean, advertising is trying to convert somebody into a sale. That's how I look at advertising. You want to convert somebody into a sale, I look at it as social media is what we do the most of digital social media. You try, we try to build a community. I want you to be the go-to person in whatever field you're in for your area. And not because we produce ads that convert at 90% and that's all your customers see. We want you to be part of the community. We want you to share insights into your business. How are you training your staff? How are you Um, helping your staff members get through life. We want to be part of that community. There's a friend of mine uh, who owns a pizzeria in Wisconsin, and he started a Facebook group to help, uh, I don't want to say homeless people, but like people who needed some extra money. And he literally started it out of nowhere, a private Facebook group. And it has 5,000 people in that Facebook group that post on a daily basis anybody who needs food, anybody who needs anything for their kids. He's just built up this community. And now his business is so busy. He's a restaurant. He's so busy because people see him as the person who has helped the community the most just by being an active member and creating this resource for other people to get help if they need it. So I always say, be a resource, be part of the community, and then show what you're doing on social media. And that to me is marketing. Be the go-to person in your area. Yeah, cool. So marketing is like the conversation that you're having with your customers, really. Uh, whereas advertising is more about just pushing, you know, something out there to try and get a conversion. Perhaps would yeah. does that kind of sum it up? I think there's you, there's a definitely an opportunity for both, right? Like you want to create buzz and create marketing and branding, and then you want to like maybe retarget people who have interacted with your 
with your content with some advertising because you obviously do it to make money and sell product, but that shouldn't be the number one goal, at least in my mind. Like I know you want to sell product, but to me, social media is about building an audience and building a community. And then the side part of that is selling your product. Yeah. Awesome. So Bruce, you mentioned before one of the biggest problems or struggles that small business have when it comes to to their digital marketing is they don't have a strategy behind what it is they're doing. Can you break down for us just at a top level, like what what a good strategy for local business marketing should look like or how do you approach that? So I always look at, I, I kind of have like four boxes and it's content that you want to put out in your four boxes. So for us, I'll use me as an example. Um, for our marketing, we want to showcase people we've had on our podcast. We want to showcase uh, case studies. We want to be a little funny. So we want to make people smile. And then we want to also attract our potential people that we would want to have on our podcast. So we have four boxes of content and that's how we go through our content schedule. So it's a one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, all the way through the month. And each one of those days is one of those boxes of content that we create. So if you're a local business, we say, hey, listen, what are four pillars of content that you can create? One about your staff or your story, one about a customer, one about making people smile, and maybe one about community. And then list out your month according to those boxes, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, all the way through the month, and then go into each one of those boxes and then start documenting, all right, what kind of content can I write about the community? Did you have an event in your store? Did you support a local uh, little league team? Did you uh, donate pizzas to the pandemic? That could be all your community box. Um, did you, and then in your employee box or your uh, your team box, you could highlight employee members and maybe let them take over your content one day. So I always want to have a strategy when it comes to like, what are the content pieces that I can create? And then a calendar of putting those content pieces out is pretty simple after that. Yeah. So really just being intentional about what it is that you're putting out and ensuring that it aligns with the audience and the, the goals for the business, right? Yeah. I mean, you can, if you don't have some sort of calendar or some sort of content creation strategy, you're going to wake up every single day and you're going to have this feeling of overwhelm because you're like, all right, I know I have to post today, but I have this, this, and this going on. And then before you know it, it's two o'clock, before you know it, it's six o'clock, before you know it, it's eight o'clock. And then you have guilt because you didn't post because you knew you needed to, but you just didn't have the time to do it because you waited till today to figure it out. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing I see with, with small businesses is they, they have this burst of consistency in their social media because, you know, they, they get inspired for whatever reason. And, uh, but, and then it drops away (laughs) because they haven't got a plan. They haven't got a strategy behind it. So then it does feel like they're just on a bit of a hamster wheel trying to keep up with, Oh, what are we going to post now? So it's as simple as having a content calendar, a plan. Is is that what you're saying? Facebook. Yeah. Facebook and Instagram, you can use Facebook creator studio and you can use tools like buffer or Hootsuite or Agora pulse to schedule out a month's worth of content ahead of time. And in the past, you know, Facebook and Instagram used to hurt you for using scheduling tools. But now is if you use Facebook creator studio for Facebook and Instagram, that's Facebook's own tool. And it doesn't, it doesn't hurt you to use their own tool to schedule posts out for the future. So you could literally sit down on a Sunday night and spend an hour getting all of my posts ready for the next week on both platforms. And then all you have to do is monitor it and make sure that they go out and make sure you're there responding or interacting with the people that are engaging with those posts. Yeah. Awesome. 
So you have shared a couple of case studies and examples of people in your network who are doing some good things, but I'd love to, if you, if you can, if there is a particular case study of a business that you've seen within your space that is just crushing it, is just, you know, really nailing what they're doing with their digital marketing um, and particularly video marketing, if you've got a great example of that. Yeah. So I'm going to use Frank, my friend, Frank from East village pizza in New York city. If you look him up on Instagram at East village pizza, I think he has 200,000 followers on Instagram nice. uh, and he has a bunch on Facebook as well. And he's done this solely by using video for the platform and he uses his phone. And if you listen to Frank, he lives in New York city, but he's not from New York. He's from Albania and he has a heavy accent, but he still gets on there every single day and creates video for Instagram and Facebook. And he's, his pizzeria in New York City is probably 1,200 square feet in the East Village of New York City. So it's not a full-blown restaurant. It's not a huge place, but he gets people visiting him from all over the world because of his videos on Instagram and on Facebook. And what he does that's really interesting is it's tough right now. He's not doing a ton of it right now because he can't have people inside. But before this happened, and he's going to get back into it after it happens, every day at eight o'clock, he goes live on Instagram and just interacts and makes pizza with his customers and interacts on Instagram with the comments and asks them what, what questions they have for him. And he answers them about making pizza or what it's like to live in New York city or what it's like to be a restaurant owner in New York city. And he's experimenting with a new item and he wants to know what people think of it. And he did that for six months straight every day, eight o'clock Instagram live. And he's had thousands of people just watch him every day. And, and when people visit New York city now, they're like, Hey, I have to go to East village pizza and visit Frank. Yeah. I love it. I'm just looking through his Instagram grid now and you can just see it's just, it, nothing's highly curated. Nothing no. is, you know, overly produced. It looks like most of it's shot on an iPhone. Um, but it's, it's fun. all shot it's, on an iPhone. Yeah. yeah, it does. It looks like that. So, and that's, you know, I think that's inspiring to a local business to realize that, you don't need to invest big money, right? Um, you, yeah. you just need to be consistent and know who you're doing this for and what you're wanting to achieve. And there's an amazing thing that happens it. when you when you get started, right? Like you can start with your iPhone, and I think some people try to overthink it a little bit in the beginning. Start with yeah. your iPhone and get comfortable doing it, and then once you do that, you'll really your brain and your the artistic part of your brain will say, "All right, I I've been doing it for a month now, and I know how to do it on my phone." And I know what videos have come out that I liked. And I know what videos that I've put out that maybe I would do a little bit different. And then, then you can upgrade your technology. And then you can upgrade how you produce those videos because you'll see the ones that work well and the ones that don't and how you can improve making the ones that worked well. Maybe you have a better camera or you have a better editing software that you use. But just start with your phone and just test. That's how, that's how you get started. Yeah. Awesome. Good case study. Thanks for sharing that and bringing, bringing Frank to us. I encourage people to go and check out his Instagram, 271,000 followers now. Yeah. He gets like 30,000 views on his, on each post he does. It's, it's amazing. I mean, he is in New York city, so that's an advantage, but he didn't start out with that many. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, I was going to wrap it up there, but you've mentioned TikTok a couple of times and we haven't really spoken much about TikTok in, in the world of video marketing on this show yet. Um, so I'd love to just take a moment now to talk about the role you see TikTok in playing in, in local business marketing, because I assume you're seeing some good stuff happening. Yeah. You know what? I, re I literally just recorded a podcast yesterday with about TikTok because we've been hearing about TikTok for about a year now. 
uh, maybe a little bit longer than a year, but I was like, you know what? I am not singing on video and I am not dancing. So for me, <laughs> yeah. TikTok had no value whatsoever. I'm just not doing it. I'm not, I don't care how much people would watch my video. I'm not doing either one of those things. So how can we leverage it for business? And I've seen uh, the audience skew a little older, mostly by looking at people who I know and how old they are. And they lose hours on end just viewing and scrolling on TikTok. So we did a podcast yesterday about how local businesses can use TikTok. And I honestly believe that's going to be something that people should really, really look at. And the difference between TikTok and a regular video that you would put on Instagram or Facebook is you have to use the editing tools that TikTok gives you, like jump cuts, adding text overlays, really talking kind of fast and getting to the point, or maybe throwing some popular music, even though you're talking to the camera on, on top of it. Uh, those are going to be the things that kind of make your, your TikTok video pop. And the, the thing about TikTok that's different than Facebook or Instagram is there's no real uh, consistency to the algorithm. You could do 10 videos and nobody watches. And then all of a sudden your 11th video gets 6 million views. Like that's happened many, many, many times. So look at who you're following on TikTok and delete all of them. Follow businesses that you want to either emulate, and I don't mean copy, but do similar things as they're doing. And also businesses of the audience that you would want to attract. So if you're a pizzeria, follow other pizzerias and see what they're doing. Follow other small businesses and see what they're doing. And then look at what's trending. There's two platforms on TikTok. There's the For You page, which they just throw stuff in front of you to see what you like. And then there's people you follow. So to get on that For You page, you really have to have some interaction and people rewatching your video. And there's a whole strategy involved with it. But I really, really think that a year from now, we may be looking at TikTok like we do Instagram. Yeah, it's an interesting space to watch. And I think the first place for people listening that don't even really know what we're talking about with TikTok is just download the app, sign up yes. for an account and just start consuming. And like you say, be intentional about your consumption, not just flicking through the for you because you'll end up seeing a whole bunch of stuff and you'll be like, I have no idea how this is going to work for me. Um, yeah. But follow some, follow some businesses uh, or some creators on TikTok that align with what you want to potentially do there. And start I will give learning. you a piece of yeah. I give you one piece of advice. Even if you're not thinking about using a TikTok for business, go secure your name. And I always suggest people do two things. You probably either have a personal TikTok account or you can create one, and then also create one for your business because you can have a pro account on TikTok which you can see analytics. But leave the business one alone. If for all your research and consumption in trying to check out what other people are doing, use your personal one because that's like a throwaway one that you don't need to use for your business. Research, see what's working, and then intentionally follow people and create content for your business, but don't use your business one to like scroll and, and just kind of consume content. Use your business one very intentionally so that way Instagram knows this is a business one, this is who that content is for, and this is who we're gonna show that for. Okay, awesome, cool advice. We could go down a whole rabbit hole here and maybe we'll have to get you back <laughs> on to talk about TikTok know, specifically right? again one time. But um, this has been super valuable, Bruce. Thank you for coming on and sharing your wisdom and insight in the world of local business, particularly through this post-pandemic, this time when local businesses are hurting and, and need to be thinking about what they're going to do to grow. Um, so I know this has been super valuable for, for those listening. Bruce, where can people find out more about you and, and maybe learn more from you and follow what you've got going on? Uh, you can check out our website, thebruceirving.com. That's where we host our podcast. And uh, you can follow me on Instagram, 
either if you want pizza, you can follow Smart Pizza Marketing, or if you want to hang out and see what we're doing behind the scenes here, you can go over to The Bruce Irving on Instagram. That's kind of where we show podcasts and content creation and all that good stuff. Awesome. Bruce, this has been super valuable. Thanks for joining me. We'll have links to Bruce and everything we talked about, including uh, the uh, East Village Pizza um, as well, uh, in the show notes for this episode at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 148. Bruce, thanks for joining me on the show. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Okay, thanks again to Bruce for joining me on the show. If you want to see any of the links to those uh, those case studies that Bruce shared, I will have everything for you at the show notes page at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 153 for episode 153. That link again, engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 153. And hey, if you're listening to the end here, which you are because you're hearing my voice right now, can I ask you something? Would you take a moment to please leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast listening app you're currently using? I'd really appreciate that. As I've said before, I'm on a bit of a push right now to improve the number of ratings and reviews that we have for this podcast. I know you guys are listening. There's nearly nearly a thousand people listening to every episode and I would love for you if you haven't yet taken the time to leave a rating and a review I would seriously appreciate you for that so thank you for taking a couple of moments to do that and thanks again for sticking around to the end and for listening to another episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast you are awesome I appreciate you don't be a stranger reach out to me anytime and let's have a chat Once again, I'm Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, and I'm here to help you engage your ideal audience to action through effective video marketing. And I'll be back with you next week with another episode. See you then.